This podcast is sponsored by Active Skin Repair, a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. So as the weather warms up, we're outside gardening or doing yard work. There are so many opportunities for skin issues, right? And for me, it's always a mystery to know what's going to irritate my skin, but I'm definitely out there itching and scratching. But the good news is active skin repair always seems to save the day. Active skin repair can be used to treat a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, and other types of skin damage. It's also safe and non-toxic, making it suitable for use on all skin types, all parts of the body, and even on rosacea, eczema, and acne-prone skin. Here's what I want you to do. Visit ActiveSkinRepair.com to learn more about Active Skin Repair and get 20% off your order when you use code JOYFUL. Again, that's www.ActiveSkinRepair.com. Find out more about the product and get 20% off your order when you use the code JOYFUL. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Joyful Courage Podcast, a place where we tease apart what it means to be a conscious parent and a conscious human on the wild ride of parenting. I'm your host, Casey O'Rourke, positive discipline lead trainer, parent coach, and mom walking the path right next to you as I imperfectly raise my own two teenagers. Joyful Courage is all about grit growth on the parenting journey, relationships that provide a sense of connection and meaning, and influential tools that support everyone in being their best selves. Today's show is a live coaching show. Big thanks to the mom that was a yes to letting me record our conversation. I encourage you to listen for how grit shows up as we tease apart her challenges. Thank you so much for listening. I am deeply honored to lead you. Always grateful that what I put out matters to you and so happy to keep it coming. If you are interested in coming on and sharing your challenging parenting situation with me, because it is a collective journey, my friends, and your challenge is for sure being felt by others in the community, shoot me an email at Casey at joyfulcourage.com and we can see if it would be a good fit for the show. Thank you for who you are and for being in the community. Enjoy the show. Welcome, everybody. Thanks for listening in. And big thanks for my guest today, Leah, who is a mom just like the rest of us of an adolescent. And she has agreed to come on the podcast. Let me record some live coaching around some challenges that she's having with her son. And I have no doubt that the conversation that Leah and I have will be useful to everyone since we are really on a collective journey when it comes to parenting. So hi, Leah. Welcome to the podcast. Hi. I'm so excited to be here. Yay. I'm really excited that you're here too. So you saw the call out. Yes. Whether it was like email or heard it on the podcast. And what inspired you to say yes? How did I hook you? Oh, goodness. Well, just you. And I have listened to some of your um, episodes of your podcast, and I am entering into sort of the unknown with my son, and he's 12. So the teenage years are coming, and 
I honestly feel unprepared. And I was ready for, you know, the younger version of my son, you know, the <laughs> two-year-old, the three-year-old, the whatever, but the the teenager, I don't feel ready for. Yeah. So yeah, I and it's knocking, it's knocking on the door. I know. <laughs> so I tried to find podcasts and Facebook groups and somebody who, you know, could help me to prepare for, <laughs> for the coming years. So, well, I think it's, it's really powerful when we realize that we don't know what we don't know. Right. I think that you are in a good place because you're seeking out information and you're wanting to be in the conversation. And so that alone is moving you along and getting you prepared for what's to come. And it, the good news is it's, it is a lot like the toddler years. I mean, it's autonomy 2.0 basically is what the teen years is. And remembering the toddlers and they had, we had to let them waddle around and toddle around and try new things within, you know, a safe confine. And the same is true with the teen years. It just feels like, oh my God, the stakes are so much higher. So yes, you're in a good place. I, I think so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Tell me, tell me what your biggest challenges are right now with your 12 year old and you only have one, right? Yes. Just one child. Okay. Yeah. So um, what are your current challenges? The current challenges, our ongoing challenge is getting him to, to do the things that he knows he needs to do without us nagging him to do them. <laughs> right. You yeah. know, like, so give me an example. The last time that um, challenge showed up. I mean, it, it's a, you know, it's an everyday occurrence that we brush our teeth. You know, we brush our teeth twice a day. We brush our teeth before we go to bed, but we find that we have to, I have to remind him and he knows the routine, but he finds other things to do first. Mm -hmm. Is it more challenging in the morning or in the evening or both? Um, In the evening. Yeah. The morning mm -hmm. we have found a nice rhythm. Yeah. Um, but the evening is the more difficult time. Tell me about the evening routine. Um, we have dinner um, and we usually, our family time is spent, you know, watching a show together. And then after that is our wind down, you know, bedtime. So mm -hmm. we would like him to you know, jump right up off the couch and go <laughs> floss and brush his teeth and um, get ready for our bedtime routine. Mm -hmm. um, but that doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. What kind of conversations have you had with him about the problem? Um, it's sort of a just the gentle asking, you know, reminding. I usually... I try to prep him beforehand, you know, 15 minutes beforehand. Okay. And when the show is over, we're going to go floss and brush. Sometimes that works. Sometimes it doesn't. It's not really a conversation so much as a, a reminder. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and, a tool, a strategy that you've yeah. used. And then when it doesn't right. happen, then it becomes, you know, we have to say it three times or four times. Or <laughs> So we haven't mm -hmm. really had a, like a conversation around it outside of the nighttime routine. Mm, do you think that might be useful? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. And I think we forget, right? I think that it's really common for parents to just kind of 
forget, especially when it's something that's so ingrained in us. Like it's what we do before we go to bed. It's just not even a thing. It's not even an issue, right? Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Thank God. Spring into summer is my favorite time of year. After turning 50 last September, I've been really working on my physical health and well-being and can honestly say that I am feeling better in my body than I have felt in a very long time. Yes, credit goes to movement and working out, but even more credit goes to how I'm feeding my body. That's why I love Factor. I fuel up with Factor's no prep, no mess meals, 35 different meal choices, and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. I always have a new flavor to explore. It's amazing. You can crush your wellness goals this May, keep time in the kitchen to a minimum, and enjoy effortless support for the lifestyle you want to be living with dietitian approved meals and ingredients you can trust from Factor. Head over to factormeals.com slash joyful50 and use the code joyful50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code joyful50 at factormeals.com slash joyful50. Again, that's 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Yes, yes, yes. Join me. Join me in the health revolution and feel really good this summer. Hey, so I'm so excited. I want to share with you about one of our new sponsors, Starglow Media. They have this amazing show for all of you with younger kids called Mysteries About True Histories. Every episode follows Max and Molly, who have just been recruited into a secret order of problem solvers and on adventures through time packed with puzzles and hidden equations, histories, and laughs. You all know Alana, our co-founder at Sproutable. She listened to the show with her seven-year-old and loved it. They would pause the show and try to figure out the math problems together, loved learning about different cultures and the histories around the world. The series explores themes like the stories behind math, critical thinking, code breaking, pattern solving, and so much more. Math is geared math is what they call it. Math is geared towards kids six and over, but can be enjoyed by the entire family. Episodes drop every Thursday and they're about 15 minutes. Perfect length for the car rides, mealtime, break time, bedtime. Each episode is stacked with so much laughter and your kiddos won't even realize how much they're learning. So tune into Mysteries About True Histories math with your kids. You can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your pods. And I'm wondering too, is it so much brushing and flossing his teeth, which by the way, well done if you're getting some flossing in. (laughs) I can work on that routine. Um, Or is it that movement from together time on the couch into getting ready for bed? Where is the rub? Is it that getting up and off the couch and and moving towards the bedtime stuff? I think that's, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think because he's also, it might have something to do with, I should ask him this because he's 12 and he can answer me. Um, I think it's that he's getting older and he's not as ready to go to bed at the time that we have set right now. 
but he mm-hmm. also has to get up early in the morning for school. So mm-hmm. we would like him to get a nice amount of sleep. Absolutely. And he, is he in sixth grade? He's in seventh. He's in seventh grade. Yep. Okay. Have you guys tweaked or played with bedtime at all with him? Um, like, is it the same bedtime that he's had for a while? Or It's been, it feels like it's, this is the same that he's had for, for probably a couple of years now. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's great. So this is the, le- like, I don't, I don't want to say leverage that you have, but something to consider right now that is really on your side is the fact that you get to acknowledge that he's gotten older, right? He's 12 now. He's in seventh grade, like full blown middle school. Yeah. And, and expectations and routines should reflect, right, that he's getting older. So it's great that you haven't kind of renegotiated that because now it's the perfect opening to talk about what evening wind down bedtime can look like. Right. And so you said it actually out loud. You said, I should probably ask him. So I love this because everybody that's listening to regardless of if it's bedtime or after school or morning or sibling conflict or whatever the issue is, the best place to start with our kids is actually going to them and asking about what their experience of the problem is, right? So going to him and saying, hey, babe, you know, evening time, we all kind of get a little worked up. And I just, I'm curious about what it's like for you when we turn the TV off and it's time to go to bed. What's your experience of that, right? And he might say, I don't know. And that's okay. (laughs) That's okay. Because bedtime happens every night. So you, there's not like a ton of urgency here. You can say, okay, great. Well, I want you to notice tonight how it feels because we're not having this conversation in the moment. This is like in the afternoon Mm -hmm. or weekend morning. Like don't have it like it's time for bedtime. Let's talk about bedtime. No, outside of the moment. So he says, I don't know. And you say, okay, well, I want you to pay attention tonight just to how it feels when we turn off the shows and it's time to move towards bedtime. Okay, great. And then the next day you say, so, you know, what did you notice last night? How did it feel for you? How are you feeling about bedtime and the bedtime routine? What are you noticing about me and dad, right? The idea being, Leah, that you want to collect as much information from him as you can so that you can look at the the situation through his eyes, through his lens, because that's going to let you know what's actually getting in his way, what the actual problem is, right? In your mind, it's like, hey, this kid just won't move it along, get his teeth brushed and do what he's supposed to do. But there's probably other things that are getting in his way. Could be things like, you know, I I want a little bit more transition time. It could be that he's feeling like, hey, you know, you're always telling me what to do and bedtime's so early and I'm older now. You just don't know really what it is, what his mindset is until you ask. So that's a great, that's a great place to start is asking. And you just tell me more about that. Oh, tell me more about that. No judgment, no you know, he might say a few things and you might be like, that is not how it goes down. You get to say that in your mind. You don't get to say that out loud, right? Just honor that you're listening to his perspective and his experience and not make him wrong, not try to fix it. Just sit with it. And 
if he shares anything around like, you know, it feels like you and dad, you just want to tell me what to do all the time, or he might have something else to share with you. If there is an opportunity to own anything, like, you know, take it. Oh, wow. I can see how it probably feels like you don't have any control um, over how the evening goes down. Now you, and from your perspective, it might be like, dude, you're running the ship here, but you want to really honor again that he has, we can have two separate realities, right? That that's valid. It's typical. And so, you know, when he gives you feedback, just about anything that you may have unknowingly made him feel, you can own that and acknowledge like, oh, well, what would be more helpful to you? right? I don't really like it when you're just telling me over, over, like, I know I'm supposed to brush my teeth. I'm going to do it, right? Like, okay, great. How would it be? How could I show up better for you? What would be more useful to you to move in that direction, right? So again, helping him even think about what would be more useful for me, right? How might I want mom and dad to talk to me about this? And then you're working through kind of a game plan. There could also be conversation around, you know, you're 12 now, maybe 8.30 or whatever your bedtime is. Maybe 8.30 is a little bit early. Maybe we can do some extending of bedtime. Sleep is a non-negotiable, right? So we're not gonna go super crazy here, but maybe there's some room to shift it. I think it's important to go in knowing where your limit is, right? So, you know, we want to make sure he gets, has the opportunity, I would say, to get a solid Mm -hmm. nine hours in. So, of course, this isn't, and I want everyone who's listening, I know I say this a lot, but it needs to be said a lot. This isn't just like, oh, we're negotiating it and whatever you want, right? That's not it. You get to have some firmness here and have a limit. But there might be an opportunity for a little offer, counter offer, right? Like, well, you know, bedtime's at 8.30 and I'm just making up numbers, but I would be okay with it, you know, moving to 8.45 or 9. How do you feel? He might say, well, how about 10, right? <laughs> you might maybe start at 8.45. So if he says 10, you could say, well, how about, you know, maybe 9. And he might say, you know, how about 9.15? And if that's your threshold, great right? Okay. Sounds good to me. But you want to start off a little low so that he has the opportunity to get some counter offers in there and feel like you guys are moving towards yeah. something that works for both of you. Because at 12, like you said, you're moving towards the teen years. And here's the thing, as they move towards the teen years and more autonomy, they want to feel like they have some control and have some voice. And we want to give that right. to them. We want them to practice voice and practice control because they're moving in the direction of being in charge of their life full time. Right. So we want to give them lots of space to practice what that can look like. So I've said a lot and you are the expert on your kiddo. What are you imagining showing up as you have these kinds of conversations with your boy? Um, I think he's, he'll be open to having a conversation like that. Um, Mm -hmm. he may be, like you said, the first reaction will be, well, I don't know, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and, Mm -hmm. um, and maybe he won't really know what to look for or how to voice how he's feeling, but he may come to 
once we talk about it, you know, he may come to a place where he, where we're all happy, you know, he's happy spending a little bit more time, you know, in his room reading or, you know, with the lights on, you know, um, and I think too, when you ask him and if he does, if he can't articulate, if it doesn't come to him or if he feels like, Ooh, there's a right answer here and I don't know what it is. So I'm just not going to say anything. It's okay also to prompt and to say, well, you know, I noticed that when we move from the living room into like bathroom bedtime, that it's hard for you to get off the couch. Like, tell me about that. So you can kind of remind him like, this is what I see. And it seems like that's a place of struggle. So tell me about it. Right. So you can kind of guide him with some specifics. Yeah. And then, you know, we get on your case a lot about brushing your teeth, if that's true, or if it's mostly just like the movement towards, then that would be, you know, tweak the conversation as it works for you. Right. But again, right, you're kind of like highlighting the places because if you're if you're feeling the tension, he's feeling it too. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah, you guys get all worked up about stuff and you know like he'll give him the opportunity to really speak into his experience of you as well yeah right because this is actually this would actually be a conversation we could have around really just around him moving when we ask him to move you know if we ask him to you know get off of his device his gaming because mm-hmm. dinner's ready, you know, mm-hmm. it's not five minutes from now or 10 minutes from now. It's, you know, mm-hmm. I'm telling you this because we need you to come to dinner, you know? <laughs> right. Is that another place where yeah, it feels feel like, like it's over? Yeah. Super typical. I feel yeah, like very typical. You know, the when you said, is it him moving towards bedtime or is it the brushing of the teeth? It's, it's really him. It's really the moving from mm-hmm. one activity to another. So it's moving right. from an activity. Transition. Yeah. It's moving from an activity that he enjoys to one that he's not so crazy about, you know, the giving. Right. Up, and it, yeah, the giving yeah, up and remember his gaming or the, you know, the, the leaving of the, you know, leaving TV or, you know, those are all places that, that's all what they have all have in common. Right. It's that movement away. And remember when they were, we had so much, well, we learned to have so much more grace around this when they were toddlers and preschoolers, because it made sense. Mm -hmm. But now they're in these great big grown bodies. And it's like, why, why is this still an issue? Like what's going on? (laughs) And it is still an issue because it's, he's still developing. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know for me, I have times where I'm on the couch and I know I need to go to bed. I even have an alarm on my phone (laughs) that says sleep is a gift for tomorrow (laughs) (laughs) so that I move myself downstairs and getting. So we're all kind of in this development in various places towards, you know, transition. right? Right. And so. And with the gaming, there's a special little added layer to that too, because, you know, (laughs) technology in and of itself and I got to finish the level and I got to finish the whatever. And so (laughs) 
<laughs> you know, having those conversations around, okay, so when it's time for dinner, it's actually time for dinner. So what would make it more useful? And maybe, and that's where you come up with some ideas, you know, like, oh, and he'll probably say, I'll just do it, right? Okay, great. That's one idea. Another idea, what's another idea? What's another solution? Another idea might be, um, you know, if you know, like you, what you can do is decide what you could do, Leah, which is I'll make sure that dinner's ready at 5.30 and the cutoff of the gaming time is 5.15. So that there is a little bit of a cushion if he's like, oh, I got five more minutes and then I'll be done. Okay, great. Five more minutes, right? Within, I say that and then I'm like, oh, geez, what am I actually advising here. But but really like there has to be there doesn't have to be, but it is respectful to offer a little bit of cushion there too right. because just like they're demanding of us and we've got to close out whatever we're doing to support them, the same we can extend the same grace and 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 respect to our kids, I think. Right. And so it's really about coming at these challenges from a place of what's getting in your way and what's going to solve that problem, right? Like what's getting in the way and what might solve the problem? Let's work together to create some solutions. And then, and then you get to say, let's try this for a week and see how it goes. And we'll come back together and we'll see how bedtime, you know, if there's anything you want to tweak or I want to tweak, right? If we're still talking about bedtime, let's try this for a week and see, see if it's useful. Yeah. Great. That's a good idea. And then you get to, and then you get to give him, you know, and it might also be like, you know, when I'm on the couch and I just need a little bit more time to get up. Okay, great. How much time do you think you'd need? I don't know, like five minutes. Okay, great. How will you know? You know, you just want to keep coming back to like, so how will you know when five minutes is up? What would be useful, right? Do you want me to mention that it's been five minutes or is that something that you want to navigate? I want to navigate. Okay, great. And then when, you know, the next day when he's on the couch and still kind of sunken in and sitting there, you can say, hey, buddy, what was our agreement about moving towards bedtime? Right? And just really neutral, not angry, not threatening, not, God, I can't believe you're not doing, you know, (laughs) I can't believe you're acting like a 12-year-old. Yeah. (laughs) But just really, what was our agreement? And he might be like, I don't know. Well, it's written on the fridge if you want to go remember it. But what was our agreement? Why don't you go check and see? So you just kind of become a broken record. But the cool thing that happens that where we get to trust the process is by going to him and getting a better understanding and giving him a voice and coming up with something new and different and upgraded because he's 12, that in and of itself is a really powerful um, buy-in for him, you might just notice that that's really the under the surface work that will probably make the problem much less potent, if that makes sense. Like it just won't feel like, oh my God, this is so annoying that I'm going to sign up for coaching (laughs) around it. Right. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. And you can use the same process for the video games right? Like, okay, yeah, babe, yes. here's another area, but just pick one thing at a time. But yeah. <laughs> here's another area. Here's what I'm noticing. What are you noticing? What's annoying about it for you? And then how can we come up with a solution or a win-win that would work for both of us? 
So any time in the day where you're noticing him struggle with transitions, mm-hmm. and they're all they all struggle with transition with sc- screen time off of screen time, whether it's TV or phone or video games. That's really hard. Yeah, that's a really hard place. So you're not alone. And it's really useful to everybody to hear us having this conversation. Yeah, the screen time is, um, we're trying to come to a place that's we're okay with and that he's okay with. So Mm -hmm. I, I am definitely going to have this conversation with him about the transition off. Lynn, this time of year, parenting can be such a fluster clucks. You've come to the right place. I'm Lynn Lyons, and I've been treating anxious families for over 30 years. I'm Lynn's sister-in-law and co-host Robin Hudson. Join us for Fluster Clucks, a podcast for parents who worry. Wait, that's everybody. Yeah, these last few years have felt like one long anxiety attack for so many. Why do you think parents are always surprised that a podcast about anxiety relates to them, even if no one in their house has an anxiety disorder? Well, worry is human. Everyone does it. And anxiety shows up when we face uncertainty. All the parenting tips you've taught me have been essential. I love to break it down into skills we need to manage worry in our families. We've covered so many topics, depression, burnout, meltdowns, perfectionism. Don't forget scary mothers-in-law. Right, but of course that's not my mother-in-law. Because that's my mother. And a listener. As a psychotherapist, I like to teach parents and kids how to respond to everyday moments in healthy ways. Managing anxiety really can be taught. It really can. And I'll even tell you what to say. We talk about serious stuff, but without being too serious. Anxiety wants everything serious. Anxiety doesn't stand a chance when we're laughing, even about the tough stuff. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. And also with that, I'll say this out loud too. Again, Leah, you get to ultimately decide. Right. Right. Like ultimately, I don't want anyone listening to hear the negotiation process and think that in the end, because in the end, if if what you've come up with, you're not okay with, then it's it's not a win-win. Like right. there's still some, some more negotiating. And that and also noticing if you're feeling really rigid, check in on that. You know, is this something that maybe you're holding really tightly? due to fear, because, you know, we're all 
we did not grow up with this thing, right? And so we have nothing except for the sensationalized headlines, some of which is accurate, some of which is just grabbing your attention, but that's all we have to go on. And it's not always super useful. And so we can get really fearful and rigid. And at the end of the day, our kids have got to learn to navigate technology because it's only becoming more a part of our lives. And to to learn it means they have to have the space to practice. Right. Right. So it's that both and please place there too. I was there. I was at the fearful place over the summer, you know, and he was saving money for a gaming computer. And, you know, I saw him wanting to branch out into, you know, being on the internet gaming. And I was, I am not comfortable with Mm -hmm. letting strangers into my home, you know, in that way, communicating with him. And, and, but I also know that he needs to learn how to navigate all that. Right. Which isn't the same as like, so let's fling open the doors and let everybody in. Right. And I'm sure like probably, so what did you do? Did you have some conversations around, around what's okay and what's not okay with him? Yeah. We've started the conversation because he did, he did hear that, that mom is scared, you know, that Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm okay with friends that we may know that, you know, from school or that he chat with or play with or, you know, but Mm -hmm. the whole world, you know, being able to come in and someone, you know, you know, like those, the sensational headlines, like you were talking about earlier about, you know, being groomed and, you know, I'm, that that's where I was over the summer. And that's, you know, that's where I still am, but I'm trying to let some of that go a little bit. And Mm -hmm. he, um, he did hear that how worried I was about that kind of thing. And yeah, we've been started, we have started to have the conversations about who may be allowed in and who may not be and who's, you Mm -hmm. know, if someone starts asking questions or, you know, information you're allowed to share and you're not allowed to share yeah. stuff like that. Super yeah. important. And I think when we have those kinds of conversations with our kids too, when it's really open, not the lecture conversation, that's not a conversation, but right. actually asking that, like my favorite question with my kids is like, well, what are your red flags? How do you know? What do you look oh, for? You know, one. because, yeah, because that gives me a sense of like, okay, they're not completely like la la la, super <laughs> clueless, like floating around internet land. Mm-hmm. Remembering too, our younger kids, especially at twelve, he's probably gotten like technology safety conversation since for many years because yeah. at school they're already talking about online safety, so it's not necessarily new doesn't mean we don't talk about it with them. A hundred percent we do, just like the sex talk, just like all the other talks, right? Yeah. Yay for it happening out in the world. And we are there, we're there that that source that they need, that soft landing, that place where they get to come and really connect. Um, so I think it's great that you're starting those conversations. I also, as a thank you for coming on and letting me record this conversation, I would love to gift you. Last year I did an online summit. 
um, called Teens and Screens. Are you, do you know about that? I think I read, I think I listened to one of those podcasts. I think I listened to one of yours. Um, you had a conversation with someone, um, about screens. Yeah. Well, I had, I I did a whole summit and I would love to just gift the whole thing to you. There were five different conversations and one of them was about gaming and I think, and, and online safety and all the things. So I think that will also be a really great resource in having, continuing to have those conversations with That them. would be awesome. Okay. Yay. And if you're listening and you're wondering, uh, how do I get my hands on that? I just will encourage you to check the show notes and I will make sure to put a link in there for, um, for grabbing yourself a copy of that summit. So look in the show notes for that. Leah, thank you so much for hanging out with me and doing this with me and letting me record it. I really appreciate it. Sure. I have, I've had a lot of fun. Yay. Good. (laughs) Well, and I would love for you to circle back with me and let me know how, you know, what I shared has, how it's come into practice for you and your family and how it all unfolds. Okay. Absolutely. Awesome. (laughs) I want to ask you one last question because I always ask my guests this question. What does joyful courage mean to you? Oh, goodness. I guess venturing into the unknown with an open mind. Mm. Because this feels like the unknown to me. Yeah. So I'm trying to keep my, you know, my mind open to all of it. Well, I've got you. We've got you. The community (laughs) has you. So I'm so glad you're a part of it. Me too. I need it. (laughs) All right. Thanks again for listening. If you feel inspired and you haven't already, do me a favor and head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star review. I'm working so hard to stand out and make a massive impact on families around the globe. And when you review the show, it helps the Joyful Courage podcast to be seen by even more parents. If writing a review on Apple isn't your jam, then screenshot the show and share it wherever you hang out, Facebook, Instagram, tag me, and I will reshare it to my stories. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I love connecting with you on social media. I'm so grateful for each and every one of you and how you show up for each other and for your families. Have a beautiful, beautiful week, my friends. Love you. No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, there is a lot to unpack. I'm Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us.